Welcome to Gossip Pro, the show where we break the silence and unmask the professional world. I'm your host, AC. And I'm her partner in crime, Chase. So tune in, learn and evolve. And sidestep those professional pitfalls. We've had a lot of people getting in contact with issues. Wow. Yeah, it's exciting to be able to help that many people. But it's kind of scary to see how many people are actually facing a lot of problems out there. And I know you looked at a few of them and you went, what the hell are these? I was really surprised, actually. I didn't expect so many to come through. And that's actually made our lives a little bit hard because there's so many things we want to address in this podcast. But we're only able to go through three today. And you've got the three picked out, which we kind of think these are quite a difficult three that we're going to be looking at. So if there's anyone out there with similar problems, hopefully this advice helps you. To everyone out there who's been getting in contact with us, asking for support and really communicating with us, well done to you first and foremost. You know, you're really tackling it head on. And also, it's been a privilege. And, you know, for anyone out there who is looking for any assistance, hit us up. We're here. Great. Over to you, AC. So we'll start off with our first letter from Tanjit. I've been dealing with non-stop bullying from a girl I work with, Sarah. We're both at the same level within the team and unfortunately our work environment has become strained due to what I can only describe as a toxic situation. Sarah is using her recent romantic connection with our manager Mark to throw her weight around and make life miserable for anyone who doesn't do exactly what she wants. To say it's affecting me would be an understatement. She constantly dumps the toughest tasks on me, criticizes me, dismisses my ideas and even takes credit for my work. It's not just me either, she's making life for others hell too. The worst part is that Mark is completely backing her up, turning a blind eye to her behaviour and leaving us feeling helpless. We've got no internal support, what can we do? There's some issues there. Definitely. I think it sounds like Sarah's been given unfair professional advantage because of sexual favouritism. Yeah, I mean, that is a thing apparently. And as a result, Sarah, I think, is abusing her power. So she's bullying her colleagues, which is not nice to see. I mean, have you ever experienced anything like this? I know you say that. So 2003, I was working for a global leading restaurant chain. At the time, the most senior person in the restaurant was having a relationship with a junior staff member considering that the um, senior member was married with three kids at the time so everyone in the store slowly started realizing that something was strange because all of a sudden this junior team member who was new to the restaurant as well i mean most of us had been working there for about 12 months together and she had only been there for a month and then all of a sudden she was barking orders at everyone and I remember because obviously we had the kitchen staff and then we had the front cashier till area and then you had the management team and etc and she was barking orders at the kitchen staff and we were like who the hell are you first and foremost right okay but then you know we didn't we didn't think much of it then eventually as time went on she started barking orders at the management team and eventually it came out that she was having a relationship with the most senior person in the restaurant she believed she had all the power and she can tell anyone and everyone what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. So eventually, when the management team started raising this to their line manager, who was considered at the time within the hierarchy a store manager, he didn't do anything about it. Oh. This went on for good, I believe it was like four or five months. That's a long time, actually, for something like that to continue. 
Yeah, because half of the team was studying at the same time and working on weekends or during breaks and etc. So I think the managers took the brunt of it, like the lower level managers. Mm. And eventually it got to the point where we were like, enough's enough. You're taking a piss. Go have your relationship, but don't let it spill into the workplace. And if you're in a management position, especially if you're in a senior management position, you have a duty of care to everyone that falls within your direct line management. And the moment you move away from that, you should not be in that position. So what happened then? We all came together. We contacted HR because mm -hmm. though each of the restaurants had their store managers and their management team that would look into any sort of HR related um, activities, the wider chain, because it was a global company, had their own designated HR shared services. So larger corporations usually have shared services instead of a designated HR person, right? So what they'll do is they'll say, okay, right, this HR partner would look after a certain region. That individual would might have two or three people under them and managers will contact them, get advice and support and et cetera. Or any of the staff to directly contact them because you need to give people the opportunity to have a, that impartial person that can come and review something, especially if your issue is about the most senior person within the restaurant. So we all came together, including a couple of the managers, and we wrote to the HR partner who sent an impartial HR review person who literally spent a couple of weeks on site talking to every single employee, then eventually spoke to the store manager who got fired. He got fired? He got fired. Do you know if this company had like something in the contract that said you have to disclose if you're in a relationship with someone? They didn't have anything about disclosing if you're in a relationship with someone. All contracts have some level of duty of care, especially hmm. if you're in a management position towards your direct reports. And that's where this individual failed. Right. And because the whole store practically raised when the HR person came, even those whose name wasn't in the letter, they were talking about the problems and they were sharing what they were going through. Yeah, and HR was like, we can't have this. You're gone. Wow. And then eventually, obviously, the moment he got fired, his partner found out. She took the kids. Oof. He got divorced. The repercussions of that. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, that's what happens. She, she was still at the store after he got fired. She was walking around like a Bambi. Her legs were all over the place. She didn't know what to do because why? She pretty much screwed herself by burning every single bridge with every single person in that store. So we don't know exactly the full details in this situation, yeah. but it sounds very similar. What we're saying is there is an element of bullying going on. Now, I want to define what bullying is in the workplace because there's different variations. It can take different forms. So it could be verbal abuse, threats, spreading rumours, exclusion, sabotage, excessive criticism and assigning unreasonable tax. I think there's some bits in there in this situation. Um, it also involves power imbalance where the bully exploits their position or influence to assert control over their target. Now, usually this happens in a boss situation. Boss abuses that power and does it to their employees. However, in this situation, it looks like a peer is doing that to their colleague, even though they're not the boss of these people, which is concerning in itself. So in regards to that, it's, it's like you said, so basically this person is using their position of influence to dictate to their colleagues. And that in itself, you know, if a colleague turns around and says, well, no, I'm not going to do what you tell me, they're well within their contracted rights to say that because that individual isn't their line manager. So there's an abuse of power going on here. Absolutely. And there's like four reasons why we're saying it could be bullying in the workplace. A, she's abusing the power. 
B, there's unfair treatment. So Sarah's unfairly assigning challenging tasks to people, criticizing them, dismissing ideas, creating a hostile kind of work environment for everybody around her is actually having an impact on people. So it's contributing to a toxic workplace. And lastly, there's a lack of support from management. So people are looking at Mark, who's the manager, who should be supporting everyone around them. Instead, he's supporting Sarah. And it's actually making it worse because he's turning a blind eye to what she's doing. So even though the situation actually sounds like it's complicated, it really is not. Mm. And I'll tell you why. A, Sarah isn't the designated line manager. Sarah is a colleague. Yeah. Sarah doesn't have ability to assign people with tasks there is not recognized within the hierarchy as someone who can do that so mark is already on the back foot as a line manager because technically he's got someone that falls within his direct reports assigning tasks to other direct reports that doesn't make sense either promote sarah into a line management position the correct way within the company or tell sarah he needs to back down and everyone's a colleague and it's about teamwork and working together, not assigning tasks to one another because technically that's his responsibility. To be honest, I would be concerned to even give her that kind of status because if she's doing that without having a title to manage other people, that is the way she's managing people is horrible in itself. Yeah. I mean, so coming back to the problem itself, it's a simple solution. Well, I say simple solution, though sometimes things seem simple there can be complications. Specifically, if no one wants to join you and raise this as a problem, that's when the complications arise. So in this circumstance, what I would do and what I have done previously, as per the story I was saying earlier, is come together with your colleagues who have genuinely grown sick and tired of this behavior and contact the HR person that's designated to the company. Now, in the letter, and I know you reached out to Tanji, but you haven't had a response yet about this, is there a designated HR department, right? Because it could be a smaller company and there might not be any allocated HR person, which means that is Mark the most senior person within this company? And if Mark is the most senior person in the company, then you kind of have to go external. Mm. Going external means hitting up ACAS and starting an early conciliation process. But ACAS might even turn around and say to you, well, technically, your grievance is about the most senior person at the company. So we're not going to really get in touch with that person. So we might give you a waiver to say you can go straight to a tribunal, especially if you've got a whole bunch of colleagues that work there that have the same grievance. Because no matter what, like we said, in your contract, there is a duty of care from your from the employer to the employee. And Mark is failing. Massively. Yeah. So you can either choose to do nothing, which I think there'll be severe repercussions later on because this can't continue, or you do something about it. And I think this situation, I think something needs to be done. Absolutely. Option one is get in contact with a HR person if there is a designated HR person to review this impartially. Option two, if Mark is the most senior person in this company and that HR person has to report into Mark or there is no HR person and go straight to ACAS and follow the process that they give you, they might initiate an early conciliation process or they might give you a waiver to fast track to a tribunal because Mark is the most senior person. It's important to note your grievance, though it seems like it's with Sarah, it's actually with Mark. Because he's the manager. And Mark is the one who should be ensuring a duty of care to all the people that fall within his management structure. Although she probably will also get... A lap on the wrist. Well, absolutely. She'll be pulled into it with Mark, but 
your grievance should target Mark directly. The only other question I have on top of that is, do you think that the team could actually go directly to Mark instead of going straight to HR or ACAS in that situation? Should they maybe have a conversation with him first before they make it a bigger deal? I wouldn't go to Mark because if he's already allowed this behavior to take place, then more than likely he's either going to be dismissive or you'd have given him a heads up and he's going to start making it worse for everyone. And that's the exact same mentality we adopted when we dealt with the situation back in the day. We knew even if we went to the store manager at the time, he was going to either dismiss it by denying it or etc. Or he was going to make our life a living hell. So we opted to go straight to the HR department at the time. I think a lot of people would be in that boat of should I or shouldn't I? I think it depends on you also, your relationship, and if they can take feedback. Now, one of the challenges as well is what if this person is oblivious to what's going on and he's in this little love bubble thinking everything's great. This is the first time he's hearing about it. I'm so sick and tired of managers being protected through quotes of, oh, but they didn't know. It's your responsibility as a manager to know. It's your responsibility as a manager to speak to your direct reports on a regular basis and to give them that platform where they can speak to you candidly and you review what they say objectively, but they know you're an objective person and that you're a fair person, that they will come and speak to you. So Mark should know. And I think if he doesn't know, then he's not doing something right as a manager. Absolutely. You know, you're leading your team. You want to check in on your team on a regular basis. I mean, most companies, as a standard, have a monthly check-in process with everyone that falls within your, your line management. To be honest, a month is kind of like the minimum. Minimum, yeah, exactly. Yeah, usually you have it weekly or bi-weekly. Absolutely. To be healthy. But there is a consideration that I just want to put in there as well, which is that if this is a small family business and it is owned by Mark, then potentially if this goes to a tribunal and you guys win the case and there's a payout, it can potentially bankrupt the business. So be prepared that you might have to look for another job. So I just want to throw that out there. So yeah, as a heads up. There's repercussions of obviously on this. Absolutely. But if I was in that position, irrelevant of that sort of repercussion, I will still proceed with what I need to do, what's best for me. Because best for you and your colleagues as well, because you we all have a duty of care to care for each other, I think. And you don't want to put yourself through something like that because I went through that for about four and a half months and it was the worst experience. So don't put yourself through it longer than you have to. So moving on to Katie's email. I've been devoted to my job at the advertising agency for a few years, known for my creativity and dedication. But lately, things have gotten complicated. We've got a new manager, Niger, who happens to be a member of my former OnlyFans page. Since his arrival, I've noticed a shift in how he interacts with me compared to the rest of the team. It's become awkward and he seems distant, avoiding eye contact. It's clear he recognises me from my past, making me feel really uncomfortable and vulnerable. I don't know how to approach my manager to resolve the awkwardness. I'm in a dilemma. I value my job and the opportunities it brings. Should I address it with him? Is there a way to find a resolution that maintains respect and positivity at work? Only fans. Yeah. I read a couple of articles about individuals. I think the latest one I read was a teacher who got suspended after they found out that she had an OnlyFans page. And I know quite a few people with OnlyFans pages. They haven't experienced what she's experiencing. Mm. I don't know, maybe people aren't aware of it. But yeah, you can end up in this kind of situation where 
you know somebody. I've heard stories through mates um, who know someone who started an OnlyFans, obviously hearing that you make a ton of money and, you know, they've they've gone on it and thought, yeah, why not? You know, I, I want something fantastic to buy. <laughs> they went and started it and two, three months in, they've barely made anything. And now all the neighbours know what they do and they come out and it's like, hey, you've got an OnlyFans page. And he's like, the fuck do I do? <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> So in my opinion, it really sounds like they're both feeling embarrassed and awkward about this situation. I think from his point of view, he feels like he's been found out almost because he's like, well, she knows that I must have found her attractive, which is why I'm on her OnlyFans page. And she's thinking, oh, God, like, is he going to treat me differently? He's obviously seen images or pictures or videos of me. That's going to be really awkward. So I think there's this kind of joint embarrassment going on. Yeah, I don't think there's malice to what's happening here. I think a simple discussion might resolve this problem, but be prepared that it might not as well. And you need to think to yourself what you want to do about it. I know there's a lot of people out there and they're constantly like, if you got an OnlyFans page, it's on you. Well, it's a side hustle, isn't it? And that's the world we live in now. Yeah. Right? It's not just OnlyFans. It's like what we're doing, podcasting. You've got so many people out there that have some kind of a side hustle. When it trickles into work, it can be difficult to navigate on how to deal with certain situations. So if this individual was a member, well, congratulations, you had one extra member. Um, but at the same time, if they're now your line manager, then obviously neither party knew that it was going to be the case. So consider arranging a one-to-one -one sit down with your line manager, have a discussion. Maybe even actually give them a heads up and say, look, obviously we both know that I'm on OnlyFans. You're, you were you were, or you still are, I don't know. I think it's former, so I don't think she's doing it anymore. Oh, so she's not doing it no, anymore? No, no, because it was her former okay, so page. She, yeah. So she probably started it, realised that the hype wasn't that real and went back. Okay, I get it. Yeah, reach out, reach out to him. If you knew that he was a member, then just say, hey... I think we should have a meeting because it seems like we're stuck in somewhat of a little predicament here. I think keep it lighthearted. Yeah. Definitely keep it lighthearted to sort of avoid that embarrassment um, hitting that steroid of it being escalated beyond what it needs to. And just have a have a discussion with your with your line manager and just let them know you want to move forward. Yeah, I think in this situation, just stay calm, professional. Like you said, light. Keep it light. Yeah. You know, you're not attacking this person. You're not saying, oh, here's all the situations where you've treated me differently. Just say, I'm aware that you were on there. I feel a little bit embarrassed. Maybe you're feeling a little embarrassed, but maybe we could just kind of move on from this and like act as if it never happened. I agree with you there. Just highlight the fact that you, you're, you're very much aware that they were a member and you know that they know that you, you used to have an OnlyFans page. And absolutely, you want to move on. So what is the best way for you guys to move on? And maybe highlight, like, I'm not going to say anything about it. You no, know, hopefully you're not going to say anything about it. And no one needs to know. As your line manager, you can ask him to keep it confidential. Yes. And they have to. You know, they can't turn around and start letting other people know. They have to keep it confidential. So just say, I will absolutely appreciate your discretion here. And I would like this to be kept confidential. Mm. Now, there is an add-on consideration. You might have that conversation. And that individual might continue to treat you a certain way. Then you've got a choice. And I think I just want to add one thing before you go down that road. I don't think it should be based on emotion at this stage. It really needs to be hard facts. 
So don't lead with emotion. Yes, you might be feeling uncomfortable, might still feel uncomfortable later on. But what has he done or what is he doing to impact your career? So what changes is he doing where you're feeling very disadvantaged? And at that point, if you are feeling very disadvantaged, he's doing X, Y, Z, and everyone else is being treated differently to you, then yes, you should definitely take this further, even if you've had that conversation and nothing's changed. Based on what you just said and coming to the two choices, option number one, you've had the discussion, nothing's changed. You have the option of looking for another job if you want to leave quietly and you don't want to make a bigger deal out of it. Right? Some, for some people, that's the best option. They prefer it that way. Option number two is well within your rights to raise this with the designated HR person to come and look at this impartially. But this comes back to what you were saying, AC, which is you shouldn't lead with emotion. You need to have evidence. If you're going to raise a grievance, and a lot of people get this wrong, they, they raise grievances, and I've heard many grievances, and it's all driven by emotion. And then when you say to them, well, where's the evidence? They're like, oh, do I need that? I was well, just going off feelings. Well, yeah, you do need that because if you're raising a grievance against your line manager or someone that's potentially going to leave them in a position where they get a warning or they need additional training or worse, it's considered as gross misconduct and they're potentially going to go down the route of being fired, then yes, you need evidence. So make sure that you document. And we've raised this before mm -hmm. in our previous um, Workplace SOS episode. And we'll put the link at the bottom again, which is how to capture the evidence you need to make sure that you have a list don't be driven by emotion like ac said and then go from there yeah this only fans thing is popping up quite a bit i know because it is a trend people are doing it and there's nothing wrong with doing it just i guess be mindful that you are going to go into a professional career or anything like that someone might come across it and then you got to think about how you want to handle that i might start my own only fans page oh, yeah? and call it daddy bear oh my god <laughs> I'll sign up. <laughs> You'll probably be the only one. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, we're going to go into Layla's letter, which on the surface seems like a really simple or easy kind of workplace challenge. But I think there's more to it. Oh, let's get going. Then. Yes. For the past year, the atmosphere in our office has become increasingly strained and unsettling. After receiving recognition from the company's founder, for my contributions and work performance, I've observed a change in the way certain team members treat me. There seems to be a pattern of behaviour where my manager and a few colleagues consistently question or dismiss my work, contradict agreed upon decisions and deny previous discussions or instructions we've had. I suspect that the acknowledgement from our founder might have disrupted the existing dynamics within our team, leading to possible insecurities or jealousy among team members. Since the recognition, I've noticed a shift in how I'm treated with attempts to undermine my contributions and create doubt about my competence. This has left me feeling uncertain and anxious about my work and my place within the team. I just want to do a good job. What can I do? It's not simple because there is many things that could have potentially triggered this. We don't know the full story. I think this was another situation where you reached out and you asked a few questions, mm -hmm. but you're yet to get a response. Yeah, there's a lot of things to consider here. I mean, the number one thing that comes to my mind in this situation is tall poppy syndrome. Have you heard of it? No, what's that? It's really interesting. And I do think I go through this myself on a personal note. So this is where individuals who stand out or achieve success are criticised, resented or undermined by their peers. Okay. This comes from the idea where certain flowers grow beyond other flowers and they are cut down to create a uniform look. So imagine loads of flowers, one flower is coming up, 
standing out. People don't like it. What do they want to do? They want to cut it down so it's like everybody else. And apparently this happens a lot. So when someone starts to stand out at the workplace and they get amazing results, people don't like it. So they want to cut you down. So this could be in the form of like jabs, personal criticism, rejection, even radio silence. So there's some actual research on this from Canada, which they found that nine out of 10 women are impacted by this. Oh, wow. Yes. I mean, I'm really surprised that it's such a widespread thing. Wow. That's definitely interesting. I'm definitely going to read that article. Yeah. Is it the line manager who's acting a bit funny towards this individual? It's the line manager and her colleagues. And her colleagues. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's within the same team. Okay. But there could be a click going on. The only time your line manager tries to cut you down is when you overstep. When you engage in the acts of insubordination, you bypass them. You don't follow the hierarchy. That's when a line manager really comes in and starts doing that. Because what essentially what you're telling them is, I want your job and I'm going to aggressively take it. Because what you should be doing is you should be going through your line manager. And I think I said this in previous episodes and really making them look good because they will always support you to get that promotion to obviously improve yourself and to keep doing well in your job as long as you follow the hierarchy. This is where I'm like, oh, it's a bit interesting. Because you could go either way. Yeah. This person could be like the best employee, respects the hierarchy and the founder has noticed and, and appreciated her performance and is giving that recognition, which could just generally create jealousy because mm. obviously this person also might be very worried about their job as well. Mm. Like, okay, if this person is outshining me, does that mean I might lose my job, especially if it's in a small organisation? Now, the flip side, what you've just said, is maybe they have overstepped, they've broken that trust. They may be feeling like that you are going after their job, so they're going to react in a certain way. Yeah, I mean, if you're directly in conversation with the founder, and you've got a line manager, that is a bit suspicious in itself because I've worked for small companies and I've never gone directly to the founder when I was in a junior position. I've gone through my seniors. And even when the founder used to come to me and say, oh, how do you think everyone's getting along? I used to say, I don't know, you need to ask my line manager, but I think everyone's getting on swell because I know what it's like. The moment you make a line manager or a senior manager feel insecure, they're going to come after you. Because what you're saying to them when you do that is, hello, hostile takeover. <laughs> no one wants that. And they're going to be thinking, it's my mortgage versus yours, so I'm going to protect myself because technically you started a knife fight out of nowhere. Now, what we don't know is, did this individual like Layla, did she throw her manager under the bus? Because it could be the situation where you think you're getting on really well with the founder, you've got this really nice rapport, which is great. But they might be asking you questions about your team or your manager and you're answering thinking, oh, and she may have done it honestly. Mm. We don't know. Oh, this is what's happening. Just throwing your manager under the bush. They found out because they've been pulled up on it. Yeah. And you've just created this really bad triangle. I used to say this to you on a regular basis. If you want your line manager to truly respect you and trust you, you need to make them know and believe that they can put you in a room with all of their senior um, line managers and you would speak so highly of them because they will trust you then. The moment you lose that trust with your line manager, nine times out of ten, you're better off looking for another job. I have to say your advice really did help me in my career because I think I may have been guilty of this by innocently having those conversations 
and then realizing shit this is breaking the hierarchy i should not be having those conversations at all even if it's really innocent you'd always respect the hierarchy your manager comes first hey look we've all done that mistake the only reason why i used to say it to you is because i learned from my own mistakes the moment i made those mistakes i remember i went through a period it was a good two years where i read nearly every leadership book i can find and then i realized where i was going wrong and the moment i made that adjustment that's when my career just flourished that's when i was getting promotion after promotion after promotion so in this circumstance bringing it back it could be that you've accidentally overstepped overstepped thank you I yeah. actually lost the word there for a moment, but you plucked <laughs> it out of the air. That's why I'm here. That's why you're there. You plucked it <laughs> out of the air. Yeah. It is a case where I believe you have potentially overstepped because every line manager wants a direct report that performs excellently because it makes them look good. As long as you go through the right channels, mm -hmm. the moment you leave those channels and you're going directly to senior people, then there's an issue there is because what you're doing is you're putting yourself above the parapet. You're in the limelight. Let's see how long you survive. Because unless you're skilled to operate when you're in the limelight, trust me, it's a very difficult place to be. So learn from your line manager before you throw yourself in the deep end. Because there's a lot of politicking up there. It's only a matter of time till you get shot. And it sounds really bad, but it, you will get shot. Yeah, it's like an old Western poker game. <laughs> Everyone's got the cards in one hand and they got the knife in the other. So unless you're trained... Don't push yourself to go somewhere you don't know how to operate. Exactly. Now, if, like you said, AC, on the flip side, if it's a case where you're performing and people are just hating on you, then you're better off leaving that toxic environment, right? Because it sounds to me like you're an extremely talented person and any company is lucky to have you, then you need to move on. So we've looked at Layla's behavior, positive or negative, we don't know. I want to look at the behavior of her peers because I feel like they're acting quite badly. And I think this is gaslighting. Bingo, there's the word. Gaslighting that gets chucked around everywhere. Relationship videos, gaslighting. Work, gaslighting. Though I do think in this circumstance, you might actually be right. <laughs> I think this is gaslighting. And for all our listeners who actually don't know what the definition is, AC, do you want to clue us up on that? Yeah, so a gaslighter's motive is to gain power and control over their victims or another person. I don't want to say victim because it sounds horrible. To strip them away from their own thoughts and feelings. So it makes you start second guessing what you already know. So in this situation, I think they're saying they've agreed actions and then they're backtracking saying no. We didn't agree that. So that's making someone psychologically think, am I going mad? Did we not have this conversation? And that's really damaging to someone and dangerous. Absolutely. And for someone who's a high performer, um, evidently like, like our candidate here is, to be thrown these constant obstacles in your way is what is going to slow you down. And it is going to get into your head and it is going to prevent you from performing at that optimal level that you're used to, mm. which is not a nice thing to do. But unfortunately, it sounds like it's a situation where he is having to put up with this psychological torture. I don't think that's right for anyone. Gaslighting at work can actually occur in three different ways. I don't know if you know about this, but no. it can come from your manager. Okay, makes sense. It can come from a peer and it can happen in a group situation. So group gaslighting. I think that's what's actually going on here. I don't know the stats on this, but group gaslighting sounds like the worst out of the three. Oh, yeah. Because obviously you're getting targeted from all angles. It's not just one person. If everyone's saying the same thing and you're starting to question your own reality, then you're going to think, 
They must know something I don't know that clearly I must be losing my mind. Yeah. There's a whole lot of people who are saying the same thing. So that's really, really dangerous. Absolutely. So in this situation, I guess it comes down to two or three options mm. that we need to consider. Option number one, it's a case where you're a high performer. Any company is lucky to have you potentially look at moving on. I mean, you might have even outgrown the position and maybe yeah. this is a great opportunity for you to actually take that next step. Option number two, if there's a designated HR person, you raise it with them. If there isn't, then potentially consider raising it with, oh, well, it wouldn't be your line manager, but whoever's more senior than your line manager, I wouldn't even raise it with a founder. I would raise it with, if there is someone more senior than your line manager, if there isn't, then you might have to go straight to ACAS. So what honest. you're saying is that they've got options, which is they go on the attack which is go to HR, but we're going to end up losing your job anyway. You're going to have to move on, right? Not, you, not necessarily. Not necessarily. It doesn't, I mean, when you go to HR, it doesn't mean you're going to lose your job. It means that the situation will be dealt with. Now, if the HR person reports directly into, say, your line manager, who the problem is with, then don't expect much from it. Though a lot of HR departments say, we are very objective, we are very impartial, in smaller companies, they really are not. They answer to the to the people that control the budget. I was lucky enough in my previous role, we had a HR business partner and she was amazing. I mean, she was phenomenal. And she's probably the only HR person I had a dealing with who's as objective as she is. Other ones that I've met in smaller companies, couldn't trust them as far as you can throw them. There's the other side, the flip side, which you can go on the defense. So you could slowly pull away from the founder. But I feel like there might be repercussions from that as well because then they'll be like, why are you avoiding me? You can actually sit back and think, review all what you've done. Do you think you've done something wrong or have you done nothing wrong? Now, in the, if you have done something wrong, guys, oh, I think I've overstepped, then maybe this is a great opportunity to try and mend that relationship with your manager. So you could go to your manager and be like, I feel like I've done X, Y, Z. I am so sorry. I've overstepped. I won't do that again and try and build that trust back with your manager. So then you can move forward and actually stop this kind of behavior. That's a, that's a brilliant recommendation. And if you find that even after doing that, it's made no difference, then move on. Because it sounds like you're an extremely talented person and any company will be lucky to have you. What you can do is learn from this mistake. Like I said, we all make these mistakes when we start off. So learn from it and you will grow. And eventually you will realize how your line manager would have felt. Because when you go into a line management position and a direct report does something similar to you, you're going to understand when the time comes. And I think we've both been in that situation, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've learned so much from being in a situation like that. And that's what being in the professional world is. You learn from your mistakes, right? And you grow from them. If you don't learn from your mistakes, you will never progress. Great. I mean, all I can say is the best of luck to all three. And hey, get in touch. Let us know how it goes. And if you need any additional support, then we're here. AC's here. I know um, one of the candidates has been regularly speaking to you. And it's, it's great. It's great when you're there to be able to help people with the knowledge and experience you've acquired over the years. So... Yeah, I think it's nice to make a difference. And that's why we set up this podcast in the first place. We want to help people you know, avoid those pitfalls at work so you can progress and flourish in the workplace. So you don't have any impact on your mental well-being. You want to be the best that you can. So, yeah, we're here to help. 
We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Workplace SOS. If you're facing any difficulties, send us an email or send us an instant message through any of our platforms. And don't forget, hit that subscribe button below and support us on our journey while we support you to progress in your career. Till next time.